Welcome to the Midlife Shit Show. I got on Instagram a couple of days ago. And as I'm scrolling through, I start noticing a trend with the advertising that it's all older women with aging dilemmas. And, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> As opposed to the other thing the older women have, not aging. <laughs> and they weren't having any fun, I'll tell you that. Um, and and pictures of like jowls and um like wrinkly necks and all of this. And by the fourth advertisement, I was like, Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> Get out of my life. Get out of your fist. You filthy animal. (laughs) And, but it, but what's, what actually scares me the most about that is I haven't been searching for anything like that, but I have been thinking about it. And that makes me even more freaked out that actually now Instagram, Facebook, the whole cabal can now read my mind. (laughs) <laughs> I say it all the time. We're in the car the other day with the kids, and, and it was funny because the youngest and the, her, her boyfriend's in the car, and he made the near-mortal mistake um, of saying that he didn't know who the Smashing Pumpkins were. Right? I mean, th- th- that's that's causality right there. He's lucky he's still with us. He's <laughs> lucky he didn't get pushed right out the door. So we're going, okay, I'm, I'm handing her my phone so she can grab Spotify. And I tell him, you know, it's melancholy, the infinite sadness. And I'm talking about the album and I'm talking about, you know, specific songs. And, you know, you really need to know this stuff. And as I, she grabs the phone, opens up Spotify, the satellite radio in the car starts playing Smashing Pumpkins. <gasps> like, oh, yeah, we're just we're all just ants <laughs> in some cosmic kids bedroom that every once in a while he'll shake it up and pay attention to us that's really terrifying the whole thing is really terrifying almost as terrifying as nothing but old age ads for women right because like i'm not gonna jump on that whole you know feminist bandwagon thing i i do i do like the boys in my life Um, but nobody tells them they're getting you know sagging necks or jowls or wrinkles do you know do you want to know something i have noticed i have the crease between my eyebrows right it drives me completely crazy um uh but look at every man our age they all have them and they look fine distinguished distinguished boxes it really pisses me off whereas i just look angry Hence, hence the lines between your eyebrows on your face. <laughs> I just look, I just look pissed and old. <laughs> but I was, I, but I was looking at different things, and um, because also like my eyelashes and my eyebrows, and you know, with the with the whole you know global pandemic thing where it's hard to go in and get any kind of beauty assistance. Uh, I've just <laughs> been noticing, I've, I've been noticing like just some real issues. Like my, like my eyebrows are much thinner and I like, it's what the really, hell is that? I don't I know, but it's such a, like patchy. I have one eyebrow that's patchy. What? Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay. So oh. I was reading about this. So I was reading that it has to do with like, with, you know, hormones, of course, duh. Um, I know. 
and and there's all these different things that you can do and like you know um my daughter does different eyebrow things um if I started talking about the names of them, I'd get it all messed up. So I won't go down that path because I'm not an expert there. But uh, I was also, but I really do want a solution for my eyebrows. So if anybody out there has some solutions for the patchy eyebrows, besides me looking like that 80 year old woman right? back when, when we were kids <laughs> every morning now, when I put on my makeup, I think about that older woman that I saw when I was a kid that was like, her eyebrows were penciled differently or her lipstick was not on right because <laughs> between me needing glasses to actually see <laughs> and having the, the coordination that I have now, it's like, I suddenly understand and I relate to these older women that had the funky, you know, right. I was terrified of like, you know, great grandma, you would go to see her and she had those Joan Crawford eyebrows, (laughs) but she also had like a tick or a tremor. (laughs) She was putting them on. And it, and it was that eyebrow pencil that you used to have to light with a patch. <laughs> so it's not going on easily. I forgot about that. Right? The red one. Yes, I forgot oh, about that. Oh, the red one. Oh, my God. I wonder where that is now. I bet you that's like considered vintage and we could probably sell that. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't remember if that was like CoverGirl or Maybelline or Revlon. I don't remember. But anyway, that's so funny. Oh, yeah. Light it with a match. No, I. the funny thing is back then I was like, doesn't she know that like, <laughs> like, it's like halfway across her face or like her lipstick's not on right or like her eyebrow is like funny. And now I realize that she just couldn't see it because I see that every now and then I catch it on myself and I'm like, well, shit, I've become that woman. <laughs> so my oldest daughter who is, she's like a makeup queen. She's, she's a artist by trade, but um, makeup artist type stuff is like her hobby. Um, and she would say to me, and now I'm, I'm starting to question whether or not this was a helpful kindness or if she was just trying to avoid saying exactly what you were just saying. But she would go, Mom, don't worry about it. It looks okay. They're supposed to be twi- uh, sisters, not twins. Uh... And now I'm starting <laughs> my entire life. <laughs> I was funny because I was talking to you about, you know, that that loose skin on your neck or they call it crepe skin or like your skin is creping or you're getting a turkey neck and it was reminding me of the show what we do in the shadows um which i know you don't listen you don't watch but you will be because i'm directing you <laughs> um but there's this episode where nandor who is is one of the inept vampires is with his human familiar guillermo and they're at the party store they're preparing for the arrival of of the Baron, who's, I guess, one of the head of vampires, and they're looking for ways to decorate their house because that's what <laughs> one does when the Baron is due to arrive. And Nandor goes over and he's, ooh, creepy paper. <laughs> this is what we'll use. And Guillermo's trying to tell him, no, I don't think you're saying that right. He's like, shut up, Guillermo. We're going to get the creepy paper. And all I can think about now is, like, I have a creepy neck. <laughs> I wonder if I put, you remember when we were kids and they used to have you make those like um, paper mache things in, in second or third grade where it was like paste and crepe paper. I'm like, if I put that on the back of my neck and it dries nice and tight, maybe that's <laughs> <laughs> become part of a new beauty regimen. I, I expect a full report on this trial. <laughs> well, what I, is I, that though? I felt like I didn't have it on... On Tuesday and somehow Thursday morning, <laughs> it's my most prevalent feature. 
No, for I totally get that because for me, well, oh, so my forehead thing that the you know I do have the like the horizontal lines, but then the one between my eyebrows that make me look perpetually pissed off. I tried. I did Google that for a while, and I tried these things. Um, they're these these little some kind of silicone stickers that you stick on your forehead and sleep in. Okay. And I am going to actually tell you that they actually worked. They're temp they're temporary. So here what I read about it, now I don't actually know what I'm putting on my skin. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it could like, be just make it stop. It could be it could be some kind of really nasty something something. But um, cream for a little <laughs> butt between your <laughs> But um you put so you put them on at night and then um I, they they're supposed to do two things. I think there's some kind of I don't know something on them, but the other thing that they're supposed to do is they're supposed to keep you from like scowling in your sleep, and like you know, they're supposed to keep your face muscles from you know perpetuating that. And I'm they really do make my forehead look better that for the next day. It's not like it's long lasting, but sometimes that's all you need to actually get through a day. So, <laughs> so I think that's kind of fascinating. But at the same time. Half the time I'm too lazy to do it, so I must not be that upset about it. But that's kind of, there's some beauty in that, isn't there? Like, I have uh, situation-specific dysmorphia about the wrinkles between my eyebrows. Otherwise, I'm good with me. I kind of like that messaging. <laughs> so have you ever considered something like Botox? Well, so that is a loaded question for me. I don't have a pro- Like, I know plenty of people that do it. And yeah, I thought, I've thought about it, but my problem is, and this is just very me specific and it's very my family specific. So I have a daughter with special needs and she's had Botox injections for specific muscle issues that she has. And one time it went systemic, which almost killed her. So, um, so when, and, and I realized that's like such a minor, I mean, like even, you know, the specialists that we saw were like, we never see this, you know, but the fact that it did happen, it's made it something that's just like not on the, in the cards for me. That's just, I'll just have to do That's understandable. You're like, um, okay, a systemic reaction to getting a toxin injected into my face. So I don't have a wrinkle. Hmm. Maybe I'm okay with a wrinkle. Yeah. Because she couldn't, she literally, she had to be on a breathing machine really for, uh, it took like three months to wear off and she couldn't really breathe because it like partially paralyzed her lung. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then she couldn't swallow very good and stuff like that. And so just now I know that that is, that never happens. I don't know another single soul that has ever had a bad reaction. I have a ton of friends that do it. So I don't, this is not some kind of scary messaging mm-hmm. just for, for me and my family. It's kind of a bad word. Yeah, no, understandable. How about you? Would you do it? You know what? I, I wouldn't. And for different reasons, because when I went to culinary school, yet another thing that I started and didn't complete, we'll go there <laughs> in another episode, you know, learning about botulism, right? And yeah. botox is botulism. Right. The thought of injecting something toxic into my face so that I don't have a wrinkle is a little bit meh for me. But then I've seen people that have done it and it's worked wonders for them. I actually know people who have used it for things like migraine. And, and I and just like you said, it's not a scary messaging thing. It's just not for me. Um, 
And of course, I have this terrible phobia of needles and the thought of one going in my face. <laughs> yeah, thank you, no. Um, but I have thought of, you know, um, there's an episode of the show Grace and Frankie, which is, you know, the indomitable Lily Tomlin and the absolutely ageless Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda looks, of course, like Jane Fonda looks, but there's this episode where she starts to kind of take off everything. And, you know, there's hair extensions coming out and there's, you know, little um, things that she's using to pull her skin back. It's like an instant facelift. So it's it's like surgical grade adhesive on these little pads that she has. And then it has these tension wires and you pull it wow. behind your head under your hair and you hook it back there. And then what it kind of does is just taut, pulls the skin taut. So during this global pandemic that we're, that we're going through, I thought I would give that a try. Ooh, um, I want to know. Yeah. What I clearly learned is I'm not capable of putting it on. <laughs> you can hide it. <laughs> I thought you couldn't see it. And one, you know, I tend to like, you know, one of my nervous tics is, is I, you know, through my clearly very aged side part, I run my fingers through one side all the time. That's kind of how one of my little tics, I run my fingers through my hair. And the first time I run my fingers through my hair, my husband actually was sitting next to me on that side. He's like, there's something stuck in your hair. What is that? Ah, oh, crap. I've been outed. So clearly that wasn't working for me. It worked for Jane Fonda. But but to be fair, maybe if you had all the hair extensions she has. That's another one. So hair extensions. Let's talk about the great follicle migration. You and I have talked about that quite a few times over the years we've known each other. <laughs> I don't understand how the hair on my scalp is thinning, yet the hair on my chin on my upper lip, on my neck. Now, I, I kid you not, the other day, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, doing the daily routine of now, it's not even just a 20 times lighted magnifying mirror. Now I have to put it like in the window. So I'm also getting sunlight in order to catch all of these, you know, hidden things on my face. There's one growing out of my neck and it had to have been three inches long. <laughs> and it probably only grew last night. Yeah, right. It grew overnight. Yet, yeah, why is it coming out of my scalp. So my fantastic stylist, um, who I haven't seen in a year and over a year, I think as of the time that we're talking now, she told me basically, yeah, your hair is, is too thin and, and too damaged for you to be putting hair extensions in. So basically what you need to do is get this thing is I think it's called a halo. Um, and it's in my brain, it's a piece of fishing wire. Mm -hmm. Um, with extensions on the end of it that you can put in and you kind of zhuzh your hair around it. I haven't kind of pulled the trigger on that yet, but I feel like, you know, it's just so unfair. So male pattern baldness is such a, a misnomer. My grandmother and my aunt on my father's side actually had extremely thin hair as they aged. And I'm starting to fear that what was once a forehead and is now clearly an eight head soon become a 16 head and I'm going to need something more than this halo thing. Cause it's, I'm not going to need it on the length on the back. I'm definitely going to need it up top. Like bangs. Right? <laughs> oh, ah, how I mean, there's just so, so many things that are unfair about aging, but then again, the alternative, I, I, I think I'd rather have the unfairness. Yeah. 
Have you tried this like trend that's happening during the pandemic too? Of, of well, I don't know if it's a trend to try or if it's more like something that's been forced upon you. But um, women in our age group and that sort of midlife stage, um, you know, between the boomers and the Gen Xers, um, the boomers, you don't. This isn't for you, Gen X. All the way, everybody. Um, have you tried the going gray on your own, like? You notice that like women stopped coloring their hair and now they're posting selfies of their process of going gray. Oh, I've, I have seen that a little bit. I guess I wasn't really tuned into it, but I have, I have noticed it a little bit. So not only was I tuned into it, I'm slightly obsessed. Okay. So I would love to know, and maybe that's the next um, guest that we'll have on the show. Let's see if we can get an esthetician or a stylist or something. I'm curious. I've seen some women who have started to let it happen and it's just coming at the roots and it comes almost exactly the same way that your roots grow out when you don't color your hair, but now it's just coming out gray. So it looks like somebody went in there with a paintbrush and painted their roots gray. Then I've seen people who have just kind of, it's sort of balayaged itself into their hair or it looks like they've done highlights. In my case, um, I'm doing the Pepe Le Pew method. Um, I have one. Always the most attractive. Oh, yeah. I have one um, Morticia Adams type stripe. Hello. Sorry. That's all right. I think I had the wrong reference there. I don't think it's Morticia Adams. I think it's, um, it's what's it? Uh, Munster. Lily Munster. <gasps> oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I have the Lily Munster. Pepe Le Pew do where my gray is, is coming in. It's about half an inch swath at the very front of the crown of my hair that has turned completely gray. And it looks like it was intentional. And somebody said to me the other day, Ooh, I like your glitter. Right. Is that a way to start looking at this? It's glitter. Hmm. I, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but it's thinning glitter, so <laughs> you can kind of see through it to my scalp. <laughs> Pains of aging. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, I've been, I've been, my obsession, honestly, has been my eyelashes because I swear they just disappear on the daily. And now, even when I put on mascara, it's like, are there any left there? <laughs> and what types of mascara have you tried? Have you tried any of those like new trend ones that are like silicone wraps your thing? So what have you done for your eyelashes? Well, I mean, I've tried all different kinds of mascara, mostly because um, I get a lot of I, lo I kind of really love samples. And so when I get I always get like samples of different mascaras. So I've tried a lot and I found some that that I've liked more than others that actually kind of, I felt like kind of worked for me, but like lately I've, I kind of hit a, a wall. I also learned from my daughter, like your daughter who does all the beauty things, lash extensions that you, um, that your eyelashes can, uh, twice a year, you, they like shed. That's what it is. Twice a year like a they dog? shed. I guess dog? because she would just went and had her extensions done and they're like, Oh, you're in the, you know, the shedding phase or whatever. And so here's whatever. And it happens twice a year. And so I was kind of going, Oh, maybe they're just in their shedding phase, but I don't <laughs> think so because it hasn't stopped. 
but because I was like, oh, maybe I'll get extensions, but I am running out of like things to extend to. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, eyelash hair plugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is exactly what I need. So I, um, but I have tried or I have gotten purchased the, um, the, like the, let, I don't know if it was Latisse. I don't know what brand it was, but the kind that you paint that you put on and it's supposed to make them grow. Uh, it's like the grow serum. Yeah. But my problem is once again, commitment and, <laughs> Like if I don't see results, like really the next day, which is why those little pasty things on my forehead are so um, effective for me. And even them, I can't be committed to. But um, so I don't know if that, maybe if I got committed to that, maybe that would work. But something I have to figure something out because it really makes me feel bad. Like not having eyelashes really bothers me or having very minimal ones. Well, because I think that's part of like how how we've, you know, been programmed not to get up on that soapbox again, but it's really about, you remember, like, you think little baby boys, right? Mm-hmm. Who have oh. his skull, right? <laughs> Why the hell? Why? Seriously, that's just, you know, but we've always been told, like, eyelashes are the thing you have, you know, you bat your eyelashes, you know, look at those peepers, those sorts of things. It, it becomes one of those things where it's a detractor from our superficial beauty if we don't have it. So losing those things in the same way that we lose collagen, that that gives us that, you know, those frown lines or we lose elasticity, which gives us the creepy neck. Uh, All of those things are just a natural part of the aging process. But what doesn't catch up to that is sort of the social standards of beauty. Um, And it's great to see, you know, somebody like a Lauren Hutton who is just, you know, the, despite the gap, even the gap became, you know, one of those things, the gap in her teeth that is so beautiful, but to see her as she's aged, you know, you see the age spots, you see, you know, a lot of that sort of aging grace or a Helen Mirren, right? That's a perfect example. I want to be Helen Mirren when I grow up. Mostly I want her bank account yeah. and her boots because her decolletage is still like perfect. Um, but that's the, that's the exception, right? The exception. Maybe she has a halo thing that goes around her back and pulls. It could be, right? <laughs> Maybe if she turns around, you know, like when you would go and try on couture things or if you tried on wedding dresses when they put the sample size on you and they pulled it to the back and put those big bulldog clips that you used to put on paper, you know, and you're strapped into that thing and she just turns around and that's all she has in the back. It's just holding all her skin up. Um, I'm positive. That's the deal. <laughs> But I wonder if there's like a way to balance the two. Um, and for me, and it, it's part of like my journey aging and getting there, I'm trying to think more and more consciously about what is in the thing that I'm going to put on my skin. Mm. Because toxic load can have such an effect on your brain health. Um, and, you know, being, you know, we will have another discussion sometime about what the APOE gene is and what the status is of that and Alzheimer's. But for me, my APOE status, my family history of, of Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, I'm really hyper aware of cognitive health. So where do I want my toxic load to be? Things like, you know, your deodorant has, you know, most commercial deodorants have aluminum in them. You know, thinking about parabens, putting those on your body, you know, what's that going to look like? And I know there's companies out there, you know, there's MLMs, which, you know, are not my favorite. But um, that that sell products that are less toxic load, but I haven't really found a whole lot of things that work super well. So I was really surprised the other day because for five ever, I've been using ELF 
moisturizer on my skin at night. So e.l.f., um, I think Mm -hmm. it's eyes, lips, and face. And it's like the cheap brand you get at Target because, you know, I tell myself if I don't spend a ton of money on beauty things, I'm not superficial. Yeah, okay. Um, Whatever you got to tell yourself, sister. (laughs) But I was surprised that it's a a cruelty-free, so that's important to me. It is a cruelty-free brand. And it did have a lower toxic load than some of the other things that I would have gone, oh, I want that expensive cream over there. Um, and how much of that is marketing, right? You and I have lived a life of our lives in the marketing business that we know, you know, the words of marketing can be genius. I did find a brand called Thrive Cosmetics. This might actually be helpful for you. They had a mascara that I thought was excellent on mine because my eyelashes too are thinning. I used to have like the big thick. I could easily look like I was Cher with just a little Cher circa 1967. Um, with just a little bit of mascara. So Thrive Cosmetics actually has a mascara that I'm gonna say has some sort of you know fiber that it adheres to your actual natural mm. lash. Um, and I was surprised, it actually worked fairly well. And for me, getting that toxin load down and having a cruelty-free product um, makes me feel a little bit better about things like that. It's not helping my neck right now, but <laughs> again, we have a plan, right? We're it's like the paper mache plan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, you know, it's this whole thing is just a big moving target. <clears throat> you kind of have to just take it one thing at a time. <laughs> one lash at a time. <laughs> one brow. Yeah, no, now I'm thinking about all of this. I'm thinking, hmm, I need to, f- I'm going to find some new mascara. I, the kind I cut the last kind of that I did try <clears throat> that kind of, I think had some kind of a fiber thing in it, but I don't know for sure. I have to go back and look at it was um was a bare minerals one um but it actually seemed like it it did you know make my eyelashes feel better but and and i always think that bare minerals is better you know yeah you know i don't i don't know i think that i know they're a cruelty free company or at least i think i recall they are a cruelty free company i don't know i I literally know nothing well you know what maybe what we'll do is is to accompany this episode we'll have something on the blog from an expert that kind of talks about those sorts of things i know two-faced cosmetics is um a company that's both cruelty free and tries to keep their toxin load down a lot too um when I was wearing makeup, so that's another thing the pandemic has done for me. All I do is, and now I'm paranoid that I poorly do this, is powder my brows <laughs> um, and put on a little bit of, of um, eyeshadow and some mascara. I don't think I've put foundation on my face in a year um, because there's just ugh, the thought of all of that rubbing back and forth with a mask on all day. Oh, Yes. Yes. But you know, the beauty in that too, is it also hides all of the hair on my chin. and (laughs) I also have not been waxing as much. There you go. Well, that's, yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't actually had been gone and gotten any waxing done in a year, but, um, but one thing that, that I've been really wanting to do and and now I am inspired is I'm going to try some of these things and I will actually track my progress See if I can figure something out because it really is bothering me. And if I stuck to it, maybe I could figure something out. Ah, so this sounds like an accountability ask. Oh, stop. (laughs) So, Karen, how would you like me to help you stay accountable for keeping up with your eyelash routine? I think I'll have to put together a simple plan. 
Okay. <laughs> and when do you think I'll have that simple plan ready? You know, actually, I, I actually do want to write, write a post about this. And so I think I will write a post and I, I think I will explore a few different options and maybe I'll get extensions and see how that works. Maybe I'll talk to somebody about it. Yeah, and, um, I'd love to know more about that. So and maybe since we're going to make you the guinea pig, I know there's also a thing out there that's a magnetic eyelash. I was just going to say that. So I ordered them oh. and, and, um, and they are cool. So, you know, my daughter wears, she wears fake eyelashes. She, but then, then she went to extensions just because, um, they looked a little more natural she, and she just, she loves it. She's like, I feel so good about myself waking up in the morning and just feeling put together. And, um, no matter what I'm doing, running around, feeling put together, but also she's 24. So whatever. But she's also a business owner. Give give the kids some credit there. So she's, she's not 20, 24 and, and just trying to be an Instagram model. She, she's got some stuff going on, but oh, 24 yeah. has got full, full <laughs> lash game, full natural lash game. Shut up. <laughs> I know. But I, so, so she had some magnetic eyelashes and I thought, oh, I'm going to try them. And I had a friend who was like, talk about, you know, MLM who is selling them. And I ordered some and I'm sure they're fine. Like I just, I have deep set eyes and not real large eyes. And so when I put them on, they just, you know, like my daughter was like, well, they need to be trimmed. They need to, you know, you need to do this. You need to do that. And I'm like, meh. Um, and also because my, just snap their fingers, damn it. Well, and also because my, my eyelids are small and stuff, put the liner made my eyes look real heavy. So I, and like too much, it was just too much for me. And so, um, so I think I, I think I will go talk to, um, somebody about extensions and just try it. Um, because I know that you can, you know, I know with her, you can select, she says that you can have them do anything that you want, you know, the, the full lash, the... And I want to know, too, about the maintenance of stuff like that, too. Well, I know what she does. So you know, you're on the interwebs, you hear all kinds of, you can get nits and lice on your eyelash extensions. So please don't get nits and lice on your eyelash extensions, Karen. No, oh my gosh. Thank you for scaring me. <laughs> No, she's been doing it. So she, so she thought they said that you could go up to three weeks with your lashes, but then, um, if you go that long, you actually need like a full new set. And so she goes every two weeks and that's like part of this plan she pays for, you know, and then they're not, mm-hmm. they're not redone. They're just like refilled and, um, it's more affordable that way. But like I said, I mean, um, and you're right. She just, she, she actually works a lot of hours and she works a lot of late nights and stuff. So it's nice for her to not worry about that. And I can actually, I can see how much my sparse lashes, how bad they make me feel about myself. So yeah. I mean, the con, the, the converse is true, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I'm going to figure something out. I might try those. I might, maybe I'll stick to like a lash growth. Maybe I'll try one of each. And that's kind of like, you know, my philosophy on, on, on managing beauty as you age is really like a, you do you boo type thing. You know, if it makes you feel good, mm-hmm. absolutely do it. Even though I can hop up on that soapbox and like society has on, you know, attainable beauty goals for women, especially as we age, you know, you know, I could go on and on about this, but I do, it, it really is about how it makes you feel. And if it makes you feel good, that just imbues so much more into your wellness game and, 
yeah, if, if eyelashes are what does it for you, great. Me, it's going to be that neck thing and the follicle migration. You know, I, neither of us are into the Botox game, but maybe somebody's into the Botox game. It works great for them. You know, it's I think, you know, do what works for you. Just try and be mindful about what it does to you, too. I mean, I think I, yeah, yeah, you know, thinking so much more and more about things like, you know, what are you, you know, injectables are great, but just know what you're getting into. You know, all of those topicals are great, too. Just know what you're getting into. Um, because I, I don't think that you could find anybody that would say they'd sacrifice, you know, those things that make them who they are just for, for beauty products because. You know, nobody would. Who would ever say that? Like, I'm willing to just crap it all away because I want to have beautiful eyelashes. Nobody would feel like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what would you do? What would you do with your hair? What What would your next option you know, be? I think, you know, I think it really is about having. So there, there are a number of different ways. And there's this wonderful um, Aveda spa here in the Annapolis area. Um not trying to plug them, but I, I am in a way because I maybe need to look up exactly what the name of the product is that they I love sell Aveda, there. by the way. Yeah. And, and you know what I love about Aveda is a great product, especially when we're talking about lower toxin load and we're talking about, you know, less cruelty in, in what we're putting on our bodies. But they had partnered with someone who actually makes custom um it's essentially a hairpiece. I mean, we can call it that, but you know, these are made out of lace and silicone. Um, they adhere to the skin. Um, they look really natural. It's actually the, the type of stuff that they use in, in high-end effects makeup. Um, and they do it, they have a special room with this beautiful spa that they have um, that's just for that. So a woman who's coming in for something like that or a man, because they do tailor to men there too, um, is not sitting out in a chair you know, in the middle of the salon, Mm -hmm. having somebody fit them with a piece like that. So I might actually explore that a little bit. Um, Just because if 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 genetics prove to be true, that's, that's the direction I'm headed. Um, And for me, hair is is the thing, Um, at least the hair on my head, not (laughs) out of my neck. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think I'll do that. I know there's probably lots of other places out there that do things like that. So maybe that's another post that can go on the site. I can look into things like that. So we can put you on, on the eyelash testing regimen. I can take a look at, you know, options beyond, you know, snap in or glue in hair extensions. (laughs) Yeah. I'd love to. So how long does something like that last? You know, um, the last I talked to her and actually the, you know, how I got connected with her is, is through, the medical practice that I run, again, I'm a lay person. I'm, I'm not a medical professional. I work for a physician, um, but we do specialize in um, hormone balancing for women. Uh, it's one of the key things about what we do. So she had found out we were doing that and came to us because hair loss can often be hormonal uh, and showed I've actually seen what the pieces look like. So I have no idea what the cost is or what the timeline is, it's just that I've seen it and we wanted to be able to give that option to women who came in. And I know there are a few that have actually done it. Maybe we could get them on as guests. Ooh, I would love that. I'd love to find out more about this. I mean, hair, it's its funny. Like, it really makes a big difference in how you feel. I mean, a bad hair day is a real thing. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And if you're having bad hair days all the time, I mean, that just really feels crappy. 
So, and I'm also at a place where, you know, the messy bun is my thing. It's my jam. It's, you know, it fits my laziness perfectly. <laughs> but at some point, I, I'm going to look like, you know, <laughs> those characters from a bad Apatow movie where they have the receding hairline that, that meets at the back of where the man bun is in the back. I just, that is not going to work. I, comb overs are not going to be in my future. <laughs> No, you need to find something that feels good and looks good. Right? You deserve and, it. And, and you know, it, it sounds like we're getting to a place where we might be coming out of the darkness of this pandemic, you know, sometime in the next few months or so. And God knows, we're all, a lot of us are going to come out of this looking hella scary. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. <laughs> Not, I'm right with you. I hear that loud and clear, man. <laughs> All right, so we have our assignments. We are now on a beauty mission. All right, sounds good. All right, beautiful. Well, thanks for joining the shit show today. We'll talk shit with you next time. All right.